Come on in. Welcome to the Y'all Show Tuesday edition. We've got the table set. You're welcome to pull up a chair and join us here for a two-hour ride down all Southern memory lane and a lot of other Southern stuff. I'm John Rawl, and I'm sitting at the head of the table, but I'll be glad to share. We're glad that you could join us here on this Tuesday edition of the All Southern Program. Our website, y'all.com, that's Y-A-L-L.com. Our telly is 803-816-1170. Facebook, you can find us at y'all.com. And on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Y'all Show on this Tuesday edition of the All Southern Program. We've got headlines from across the South, including the story about the children, the literally children in Florida that were arrested. And we've got an update on that arrest in the Orlando area and the officer terminated. More to come on that story in just a few minutes. Plus, in addition to headlines across the news spectrum here on today's Y'all Show, we'll have our political report. We've got news on Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama, a health scare for her. An update on that, plus some presidential politics, some Democratic politics with the contenders running for the presidency there on the Democratic side. Plus, we'll let you know what the folks at The Economist have got out there in terms of the south as the economist youtube channel has a video up that features a phd a professor from clemson university jacoba williams and she's in a video called how lynching still affects american politics and we're going to let you listen to a portion of that when we get to our political report later this hour when we go into the second hour of our y'all show today we'll start it off with a little sports land yap some news from the, both the nfl and the college front to pass along and then in man, about midway through the second hour matt Herman's the barrister of big 12 barbecue and more is going to join us yes he is an expert on the big 12 and there's some fun games going on including texas tech at oklahoma both of those teams took the week off last weekend, and now the Red Raiders ride into Norman for a battle against a very good Oklahoma Sooners team, and the barrister of Big 12 is going to let us know his thoughts on that. Plus, we're going to get him to talk about food and specifically about a Southern icon turning 50 years old, and you can find more about this on y'all.com, but we're going to tease it and let you tune in in the second hour to his discussion about this thing in case you don't have the time to grill like he normally does. But let's say Matt wants to take a couple of hours off on a Saturday. And if he wants to go the easy route, he can go to this location that's all over the southeast. Most of you know which one I'm talking about, but we'll save it. We'll save it for hour two. And that's coming up with our discussion with Matt Herman's. You don't want to miss out on the fun here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Well, we'll start off our headlines today from across the south in Florida. And prosecutors, are they've dropped the charges against the two six-year-old students who were arrested at a Florida elementary school last week. And we've got an update on the arresting officer of that. He has been dismissed from the Orlando Police Department. The two six-year-old students arrested and the head prosecutor of Orange and Osceola counties, State Attorney Aramis Ayala, said that she was dismissing misdemeanor battery charges against the girl and the boy and says the criminal justice system shouldn't replace traditional school discipline. The girl's grandmother had told the local news station in Orlando that the girl had not been sleeping well because of a medical condition and kicked a, that caused her to kick a staff member last week at the Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy. And this prompted a resource officer to put the girl in handcuffs and take her to a juvenile detention center. 
Orlando police, they've not only suspended Officer Dennis Turner, but they evidently have now fired Officer Dennis Turner. It's kind of maybe pushing it a little too far to send these six-year-old kids to prison or, or juvie in this case because of something that happened at school, unless it was ultra, ultimately extremely violent. Uh, not a good story coming out of Orlando, but the charges against the youngsters, the boy and the girl now dropped and the officer is no longer serving in the Orlando area. Now, more news about law enforcement officers, but this is actually a Yankee we're going to tell you about, but it kind of has a connection to Dixie. And so that's why I'm going to share this with you. And I'm a little upset. I'm not exactly a big fan of what this guy did, but it's his right to do what he did. A Michigan police officer has now been fired after a framed Ku Klux Klan application and Confederate flags were found in his home. And he said that he has memorabilia and antiques linked to the Dukes of Hazard TV series. Now, I remember when this story came out, this officer in Muskegon, Michigan, had his home up for sale and a potential home buyer came in who is black and reported seeing this KKK document framed at his home there in Michigan, the home of Rob Mathis and his wife, Raina. And the man toured the home and they ended up reporting back that this item, these items of this police officer on display inside his home and a report details encounters between them and the Anderson, the man there who was looking to buy the home. And it goes back to 2008 when there was an incident in which he pulled them over the people who were prospective buyers for speeding. And the report says they refused to comply with his commands and Rena Mathis punched him. She was sentenced to 60 days in jail for assaulting an officer. But again, the homeowner now, who also was a member of law enforcement, has been fired for having this Ku Klux Klan and Confederate flag memorabilia in his home. Okay, here's the problem with that. Of course, the Klan is not a good thing. The Klan is essentially irrelevant in today's world. But if somebody wants to collect Klan memorabilia and they're not violating a law, in fact, I know... I think I've seen before on, uh, what's that show on PBS that they go around having road show, antique road show or something like that. I think I've seen KKK memorabilia show up there and I don't know if anybody bought it or what it was linked at, but it was, it's just part of our history and it's not a good history, but if somebody wants to have it in their home and nobody ever needs to see it, who cares? I mean, the point with this is if if they're going to come after and they're going to fire a person for what he has in his home for this reason, who's to say what you've got in your home couldn't cost a job that you never intended somebody out there. You're not out there promoting it at work. You've got it on the wall of your home. And that is a major problem. I hope this guy, this this police officer ends up coming back and, and suing the police department. That is that's just not American. I'm sorry. And again, I'm not saying the Klan is a ba- is good or bad. You can make your own judgment on that, but it doesn't matter what somebody believes or, or who they're for or what they're against. In this case, if they're not breaking a law and they're doing this in the, in the privacy of their own home, there has to be somewhere out there a libertarian ready to take up the case against the Muskegon, Michigan Police Department. And of course, I don't like to see the Confederate flag lumped in with 
KKK memorabilia. It's not the same thing. And of course, Dukes of Hazard, he said he had a lot of that. And certainly Dukes of Hazard merchandise certainly, in my opinion, has nothing to do with race. It has to do with just a great TV show that, by the way, celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. It debuted on CBS in 19. 19- 79 all right here's another crazy racial related story here on a tuesday didn't mean for this to pop up in our headlines but this is what's out there in the news a st louis newscaster has been who's been off the air since uttering what he called an unintentional racial slur while talking about martin luther king jr in january has now been released from his job at ktvi tv in st louis the general manager kurt kruger of the tv station told the st louis post dispatch that the station and kevin steincross parted ways by mutual agreement kruger declined to provide any additional information citing it as a personnel matter steincross was not reached for comment on this now steincross was discussing a tribute to martin luther king jr on january 17th when he referred to king as martin luther coon jr He apologized a few hours later, saying he accidentally misspoke. The NAACP has urged the station to fire Steincross, and it looks like they're getting their wish there. I remember when this story broke, and I think there was also a similar problem with a weather forecaster in Rochester, New York, if I'm not mistaken. A a pretty similar case here, and I don't think the guy had any intention to to misspeak here, and that was what he said he did, and... I I know as a guy who talks for two hours straight here on the Y'all Show, I probably have said words incorrectly before as well. Because frankly, it's not it's nothing against what the subject is; it's against the person talking. In this case, it'd be me, and I'm not perfect. I'm certainly capable of saying the wrong thing. And if the guy came out and immediately apologized as he did back in January when this happened, then it should have been the end of the story. But of course, anything. Anything in racial in the racial world we live in where everybody's on the edge and you've got the NAACP ready to pounce on anything out there, it doesn't surprise me that ultimately the TV station, it appears, has given in to the NAACP. And this guy, probably who had a clean record and had no problems with race at all in the past, only because of his misspeaking live on the television there in St. Louis, He's now out of a job. We wish him the best, and hopefully he'll resurface somewhere else and get another another shot. I, I think I remember Gail King on CBS actually defending the guy from St. Louis because she has often, as I have, your brain says or thinks one thing and your mouth says something else. And that doesn't happen a lot, but it can happen. And in this case here for this guy, it, it did happen. Now, a guy whose brain thinks pretty good normally, he's a friend of mine, actually. I'm telling you the story. It's an update on Ed Meek from Oxford, Mississippi, University of Mississippi alum, a longtime employee. He helped start the Tupelo Furniture Mart in Tupelo, Mississippi. Very successful business person. And many years ago, Mr. Meek, he gave over $5 million to his alma mater, the University of Mississippi, as a donation. And they started the journalism school, of which I have my master's degree from. They renamed it the Meek School of Journalism and New Media on the campus at the University of Mississippi, formerly Ole Miss. And guess what? Ed Meek, I don't know why he did it. Ed Meek's probably pushing 80 years old now. Um... Sometime last fall in football season, I think it was, he put a image out of some very 
not very well dressed women who just happened to be black, by the way. But he pretty pretty much called them out because of the let's just say trashy way they appeared on the Oxford Square late on a game weekend. And I don't know why he did it. Again, nobody really can answer what he did, but it, it wasn't necessarily a direct racial shot at these women. He was essentially calling out the lawlessness that was going on in Oxford. Well, just like a lot of things in today's world, the social justice warriors went to war in about 24 hours against Ed Meek, propelled by the then chancellor at the university, a guy named David Vitter. And he went after Meek. And next thing you know, they're calling for him to remove his name from the school, which he, he went along with it originally. Well, now we have an update from Ed Meek. And he's pulling his $5.3 million donation plus interest from the University of Mississippi after he gave the money to them many years ago. He's now directing that money to a nonprofit group that does community work across North Mississippi. It also owns a, a newspaper called The Daily Journal, of which I worked for a couple of years ago. But it comes after the university removed his name from the School of Journalism after he commented on a Facebook photo of two young black women wearing short dresses, suggesting they exemplified problems that threatened the economy of Oxford, where the University of Mississippi is located. Now, he immediately apologized when that came out, but that was not good enough. Not good enough for the social justice warriors. And now, many months later, Meek has filed paperwork in North Mississippi to transfer his money to the Create Foundation, which does work in 17 counties across North Mississippi, and it owns the Daily Journal in Tupelo. He told the newspaper on Friday that he was treated unfairly by the University of Mississippi and roundly labeled as a racist after his September 2018 Facebook post. He says he's disappointed. He loves Ole Miss. He said we had major plans for the university. I'm disappointed in the way the school treated me very unfairly, I think. But I love the university. But I'm, I'm actually kind of proud that he has gone in and changed it because they they made his life a living hell. The university they came out with a hostage video of the journalism professors asking for him to remove his name within 12, 14 hours after the story broke. And people who have been friends of mine were on that. And I thought, good lord, this guy gave y'all five million dollars, and you're you're wanting him to go away after that large gift of some of which I'm sure helped pay for their salaries, and just because he implied something in a post that wasn't directly racist i'm sorry it wasn't it might have been some in some people's eyes that way but i don't think it well he was just trying to point out something and they they went ape you know what over that so ed meek good for you i'm i'm kind of mad that you gave in a little bit originally but i guess you're trying to make things right and hey the create foundation it does great work in North Mississippi, so a, a very good organization for your money to, to go to. Sad news out of the NBA and for Texas Tech University. As a All-American at Texas Tech back in the early 2000s on the basketball court, Andre Emmett was shot and killed in Dallas early on Monday, and Emmett was found lying on the side of a road by a passerby early on Monday at 2.30 in the morning. The 37-year-old had a gunshot wound, and Dallas Fire Rescue transported him to a hospital where he died. He played at Texas Tech and was the number 36 draft pick in 2004. He played two seasons with the New Jersey Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies. He also played recently in Ice Cube's Big Three League, 
which airs on CBS. But unfortunately, he has died in Dallas, his hometown, by the way, of a gunshot wound and sad news there again, a former Texas Tech Raider and Red Raider and a great player in the Dallas area, native of that area, Andre Emmett, dead at the age of 30 35 37 30 years 37 years old and of course texas this past weekend also had jevin sneed the former texas longhorn quarterback and old miss quarterback dying at age 32 another sad story this comes from the world of sports but it's more of the outdoors and and i don't mean to make light of this story but if you love something like fishing this is a pretty good way to go and assuming there's no foul play here but in south carolina on lake hartwell this past weekend robert lee carroll drowned at the age of 69 he was from hodges south carolina and he was the president of the bass angler association of south carolina and he actually died during a bass fishing tournament at lake hartwell in the upstate of south carolina not far from clemson and the Anderson County Coroner's Office identified his body from the in the lake as it was recovered on Sunday morning, that of 69-year-old Robert Lee Carroll. And unfortunately, it looks like he fell out of his boat as he did not return for weigh-in, and his boat was found empty around 3 p.m. on Saturday, I think it was. A search ended, and they found his body near Waldrop Landing on Lake Hartwell, According to the coroner or with the coroner's office, Don McCown says it appears Carol fell into the water and drowned again, not making light of the situation. But this guy was the president of the Bass Angler Association of South Carolina. and He died doing something I'm sure he loved to do, participating in a bass fishing tournament at Lake Hartwell. Our thoughts and prayers out to his family in Hodges, South Carolina. And an update on a sad story from many years ago, putting a little bit of a, a little positive memory spin in West Tennessee. 20-year-old Holly Bobo was kidnapped and murdered eight years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long ago. But now in her native Decatur County in West Tennessee, not far from Jackson, Tennessee, a portion of Highway 641 there will now honor the victim from the infamous murder case where people were found guilty and a guilty verdict reached six years after her body was taken or she was taken and her body ultimately found Bobo's family and friends are still honoring and remembering her. And they're doing that now with this section of highway near ball fields where she used to play softball in Decatur County in West Tennessee. It's the Holly Bobo Memorial Highway. And again, this was a major national story when Bobo, a 20 year old, beautiful young lady went missing and ultimately people were found guilty and are serving in prison right now. But there in West Tennessee, you can go to the Holly Bobo Memorial Highway, Highway 641 in Decatur County, not far from the Tennessee River. We have more headlines from across the South that we're going to get to after the break. And don't forget, later this hour, we've got our Southern Political Report. And contained in that is a special video. We're going to play the audio from this video from The Economist on how lynching still affects American politics. All that in this first hour of today's y'all. We'll be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... (sighs) 
or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. Y'all talk with a Southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great Southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. And those are the great ways for you to be able to reach out to us here on the Y'all Show. We welcome your feedback, and thank you for that message, madam. Well, we start back with our headlines from across Dixie, and many of you are into hunting these days, and some of you are into hunting, have kind of the high-tech redneck approach to the outdoors. Well, this story here comes to us from Woodworth, Louisiana. And wildlife agents in the Pelican State say a stolen cellular game camera kept sending pictures and it let them identify the man who had stolen it. He and the man said he'd bought it from were arrested. And a Louisiana wildlife and fisheries statement this week said 55-year-old Kurt Wiggins is accused of theft and 53-year-old Ernie Jenkins of possessing stolen items. Both are from Woodworth, Louisiana, and a department spokesperson says he doesn't know whether either has an attorney. A U.S. Department of Agricultural feral hog trapper reported September 16th that his game camera, mount, and battery pack were stolen from a trap site in Kasachi National Forest near Woodworth, Louisiana. And that's when agents with a search warrant ended up finding the items at Jenkins' home on September 19th. The camera was marked as U.S. government property. Ruh-roh, don't be stealing government property, especially 
again, if it's a cellular game camera that remains probably taking pictures and probably has, I guess, GPS on it that the agents can easily find you, pretty dumb move there in Woodworth, Louisiana. All right, a man, that's dumb. This is even dumber, okay? And we'll maybe get to the dumbest story, perhaps, before we get done with our headlines today. Where is Jeff Foxworthy when you need him? All right, this story is about a Kentucky man who pleaded guilty to stealing a bus in Oneonta, Alabama, and now has been sentenced to eight years in prison. Okay, I can see where you might want to steal, if you're really desperate, a nice car or truck. But good Lord, this Kentuckian went all the way to Alabama to steal a school bus? Are you kidding me? Brandon Pickenpaul, 26, of Bowling Green, Kentucky, pleaded guilty to a string of break-ins before the school bus theft in Blunt County, Alabama, in August of 2017. He has been accused of leading officers on a chase in the bus and hitting a state trooper's vehicle before the pursuit ended in Jefferson County, which is where Birmingham is. Pickenpaul also pleaded guilty to destruction of state property, promoting prison contraband, and attempted escape. And those charges stem from his time in jail. And the attorney, district attorney there in Blount County, Pamela Casey, said that charges related to hitting a law enforcement vehicle are pending in Jefferson County. I, I hope drugs perhaps had something to do with this 26-year-old from Kentucky down in Alabama stealing a school bus and causing all kind of mayhem a couple of years back. He stole the bus. Now he's getting eight years in prison, by the way. That's the update here from Blunt County, Aniana, Alabama. Oh, man. Okay. I don't know how we're going to top that one. We might be able to. This is a story, if you're a parent, and specifically if you've got a little one that's kind of not so little anymore, you know, the kids these days have car seats, the little ones have car seats, and unfortunately, if you're looking to take your car seat back to Walmart because they had this recycling program, well, after they've collected a million car seats, Walmart is now announcing they're going to end the car seat recycling program. Not good news, as Walmart was offering a $30 gift card to anyone who brought in an old car seat as part of a recycling effort with TerraCycle to keep plastic out of landfills. And this program was so successful, they're going to end their promotion early. It started back on September 16th. It was supposed to go all the way till September 30th, a two-week deal, but the store ended the program after nearly a million car seats were collected, and it's also said the equivalent of diverting 200 million plastic bottles from landfills as a result of this recycling. Good good on you, Walmart, for doing this. And I can tell you, a couple of years back, I probably donated, I, I didn't get a single penny, and I'm sure a lot of you listening, if you've had a child or grandchild in recent years, when those those little boogers grow up, you don't want that car seat around. It's not going to do you any do you any good. You really can't sell it. I guess you could if you were really savvy on that kind of stuff. So I just donated it to a nonprofit, like a Goodwill, but it wasn't a Goodwill. And I just had the the good feeling that I gave it to maybe somebody could put it to use. Hey, knowing the place I gave it to, they might have taken it down to Walmart and gotten a thirty dollar gift card. <laughs> and if if they did. It's a free country, and they're allowed to do that. I I donated it. I didn't even get a receipt, darn it. Uh, man, what was I thinking? All right, let's talk about college football and the Biebs. Are y'all ready for this story? Now, we don't talk about Justin Bieber, the Canuck, all that much here on the Y'all Show, but it turns out 
the quarterback of the Arkansas Razorbacks, who is a new quarterback for the Hogs, as he transferred in from Texas A&M. We're talking about Nick Starkle. And Nick was the starting quarterback when the Hogs played San Jose State this past weekend at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium at Fayetteville. And the Hogs lost that game to San Jose State. (laughs) What an embarrassing loss. What an embarrassment for the SEC. In fact, we covered this on Mondays, y'all, with Jerry Short. We picked on Arkansas greatly. This is not the first embarrassing loss for this program over the last 25 years that they've been a member of the SEC, okay? Tennessee, we picked on the Vols, too, because they deserve to be picked on for the dumpster fire that you find in Knoxville. But Nick Starkle, after losing to San Jose State, he went to Twitter to say he'll be refocusing his attention and ditching his trademark pregame Justin Bieber shirt. Starkle, whose Twitter account is at Nick Starkle, that's S-T-A-R-K-E-L. He wrote on Twitter this week, Bieber shirt has been ripped in half and thrown away. No more nonsense. No more distractions. All I'm focusing on is this team and this season, nothing else. Now, you think Justin Bieber, who's probably more familiar with hockey than he is college football? Well, he wasn't going to just sit back and let Nick Starkle call him out and pick on his beautiful shirt. The pop superstar responded to Starkle on Instagram, expressing his disappointment in the quarterback's decision. He he wrote, I'm disappointed at Nick.Starkle. Okay. I don't think he got his actual Twitter account correctly. Uh, I think he got that wrong. Okay, but that's okay. Somebody out there with a account got a message from Justin Bieber. Okay, and uh, I guess they're happy about that. But the Texas A&M transfer says he's lost his focus and won't happen again. And no more repping Justin Bieber pregame. I don't think he's able to do it during the game because the Hogs, I'm pretty sure, are a Nike program now they used to be adidas and now they're a nike program and that's not going to allow them to promote the beebs in his beautiful shirt supposedly but uh they, they need to have something else besides the hogs on their uniforms that they want to start winning because it looks like arkansas you're on the fast track to having another zero and eight sec season if you don't turn things around in the ozarks well, y'all.com is gearing up big for Halloween. We're about a month away from that so-called holiday here in Dixie. And we're rolling out a bunch of haunted houses across the South right now on y'all.com. Go check it out. It's very informative. And Clark Shelton has done a great job of covering multiple haunted options, not just houses, but places that are truly haunted in all of our 16 southern states. So with that in mind, i tell you about the story coming to us from the Mountain State. As the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is a Lewis County, West Virginia tourist hotspot. And I'm sure Clark's going to have this covered at y'all.com when he gets to covering West by God, Virginia. But you can see this haunted destination, paranormal tours that have attracted international ghost hunters, Zombie paintball wars and a costume ball make the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum the place to be this fall and during Halloween season. That from WVNews.com. And last year, a USA Today Reader's Poll voted that this asylum is the America's best haunted destination. And the haunted house takes visitors well beyond hauntings to a terrifying level of near reality. Okay, 
it's a scary looking place now this is what i'm seeing in the daytime from the photo i'm looking at i don't want to go there and check out this place in west virginia again it's the trans allegheny lunatic asylum in lewis county west virginia and it is available for you to go until sep- uh, it starts let's see starts this weekend until september uh, rather november 2nd they have a haunted house going on there thursdays through sundays again from the 27th of this month until november 2nd you'll get to see ward 24 at the haunted house of the trans allegheny lunatic asylum all right after that one i think i need somebody to come tuck me in tonight and, and uh, wish me well with nice lullabies because i'm kind of a softy when it comes to painted paints as i learned when i lived in middle tennessee that's the pronunciation of ghost in that part of the state at least in smith county it was and that's a look at our headlines from across the south here as we get our tuesday up and going when we come back we're going to switch over to the world of politics we've got some news about alabama's governor some health news related to Kay ivy we also have some news coming out of washington dc and we'll get to a video thanks to the economist that's out right now how lynching still affects american politics and a professor from Clemson University appears in this video. And we'll get to hear a portion of that and much more in our political report of the South. And that is up next, y'all. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires. Or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I 
got a gal here in this town She best looking round around I got a gal in this town Best looking brown around She's a streak of chili me She ain't no hand-me-down Catch a truckin' with them Gonna show shoot you down Keep on truckin' mama Truckin' my blues away Truckin' my blues away Keep on truckin' mama Truckin' my blues away Keep on truckin' mama Tell you truck my blues away I got a gal, she's little and neat When she start to truckin', man, it's so sweet Keep on truckin', mama Truckin' my blues away it's the Y'all Show, and we're glad that you could tune in now on our program, and we focus on Southern politics in this segment on the All Southern Program with John Rawl. And this is big news for President Donald Trump. President Trump needs some good news after, well, he is his own worst enemy, and we know what's going on with the Ukraine situation this week, and some of the Democrats on Capitol Hill are foaming at the mouth for impeachment. And they might just get their wish here after what the president said here in the last couple of days. But to distract from the controversy and the melee on Capitol Hill, this is good news. This is good news for the president. It's good news for our country. And it's really good news for Texas. As Apple has said that they're going to continue to manufacture its Mac Pro at their facility in Austin, Texas. And this is just days after the Trump administration granted the company tariff exemptions for Mac Pro components made in the nation of China. And a trade representative last week granted 10 of the 15 exemptions that Apple requested. And Apple CEO Tim Cook, the Auburn alum, credited the Trump administration for the company's decision to keep assembling the Mac Pro in Texas. So that is great news for Texas. It is great news for Austin. And it's great news for our country. And, of course, President Trump is a benefactor as well. Apple previously disclosed plans to spend $350 billion in the U.S. by 2023, a figure that includes new and existing investments. The company also announced in December it would expand its Austin campus. So Apple really sowing its roots in Austin in addition to Cali, where Tim Cook, I'm sure, spends most of his time, but Tim, you got you got to get back to Alabama now, and any of our other southern states besides Texas. Certainly, we want you to have an Apple presence there. But that's great news for the hill country of Texas, as Apple's going to keep making at least one of its parts there, one of its products, the Mac. All right, President Trump was in Houston this past weekend. We told you about how he went there on there to see the damage with Amelda, the tropical storm that caused flooding and many deaths over the weekend in Houston. Well, while he was in the area, he also went to the Howdy Modi event that was going on at NRG Stadium. That was where India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi was speaking at NRG Stadium. And President Trump actually was the warm-up act for Prime Minister Modi at NRG Stadium, an event that had about 50,000 people in attendance there at NRG Stadium, home of the Houston, Texas. Well, it turns out this visit to Houston over the weekend marks President Trump's fifth visit to Houston, and it it's his 11th visit to the state of Texas since he took office in 2017. And he's been to Houston more than he's been to 34 other states, and his 11 stops in Texas make the Lone Star State one of its his 10 most frequently visited places since he was elected. 
smart guy. He knows he's got to hang on to Texas, but unfortunately, he also has gone to Texas for reasons unfortunate, like hurricanes and other problems that have happened in Texas. So that's part of the reason he also has gone down there to help people like Ted Cruz get reelected. Trump has already visited Texas as many times as former President Barack Obama did in two full two terms. In his first four years as President, Obama visited Texas four times. He only visited Houston once during his eight years in office. Houston, what's like fifth, sixth largest city in the country, and Obama only went there one time in eight years of office. I mean, President Trump just went to California the other day, and that's probably the most hostile state to him in a country that's got a lot of hostile states for President Trump. And he, he went there, I think, for the second or third time in his presidency. Of course, California also happens just to be the, the largest state in our country, which is even though you're not going to get the electoral vote, still, you've got to go there. you got to go to Cali as long as they're part of our country until they break off and become their own country, as some of the Californians want to do. All right. Speaking of President Trump, this was an interesting thing that came out on Monday that I wanted to share with you. His press secretary is Stephanie Grisham. She had previously served as First Lady Melania Trump's press secretary. And now she says that she's not likely to conduct a White House press briefing anytime in the near future. And she says that the regular press briefings where you had someone like her in front of a podium answering questions, it's an act of theater for reporters seeking to get famous during the televised news conferences. And she said this as she told the host of Fox and Friends about this when asked whether the White House will resume its daily press briefings. And President Trump has defied those things. In fact, he's only really appeared in there one time in that little press room, and that was to announce the deal that North Korea was going to sit down and talk with him. Okay. And she says, and President Trump also, all he's always talking about how he's the most accessible president in history. As all of the media knows, that's what she said. It's what President Trump says. And to his credit, he does, he does take a lot of questions and he answers questions. In fact, he sometimes puts his foot in his mouth, which I think he's done this week in the question about Ukraine and Joe Biden's son. Should he have said, yes, I did bring it up to the Ukrainian president? This could end up really hurting him, his openness. And some people call him a liar. And I'm not saying he's a Boy Scout or an Eagle Scout even. Uh, He's definitely not an Eagle Scout, and I'm not even sure he's a tenderfoot, but he's somewhere in there. But he's our president regardless, and he sometimes doesn't make the best decisions, in in my opinion. And that's not hard to debate based on some of the turnover we've seen. But is he better than Hillary Clinton? I think most of you in the South would say, heck yeah. All right, let's talk about those Democrats. Hillary Clinton's not running for president quite yet. She might get into this thing before it's all over. But according to Politico, we've got a new poll that's just come out for the week ending September 8th. And according to Politico's September 8th poll of the Democratic contenders for president, Joe Biden still has a commanding lead in this one. And this whole controversy over his son could end up galvanizing his campaign even more as he has been defending his son, which you would think he would do or anyone would do. Joe Biden shows up in this Politico report at at 33 percent and ask if if they had a second choice. These people who voted for Biden here, Sanders and Warren are kind of neck and neck for the support there with Kamala Harris, a distant third. 
Bernie Sanders is second in this poll with 21%. Elizabeth Warren at 16%. So those are your big three in the latest Politico report, their September 8th polling of the Democratic contenders for president. The others, the also-rans in this poll, Kamala Harris at 7%. Mayor Pete Buttigieg at 5%. Beto O'Rourke comes in at 3%. Cory Booker, 3 Andrew Yang, 3 Amy Klobuchar at 1%. Julian Castro, 1%. So that's the top 10. And remember, our favorite mayor of New York City has already quit he did that just a couple of days ago. So you'll, you're seeing more and more step out of the way. Now to Alabama, Montgomery we go. And the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, says she feels fine and expects the cancer to be over and done with. As it's now been announced that she said that doctors found what she said was a tiny isolated cancerous spot in her lung. As she made her first public appearance since announcing last week that doctors had found that tiny cancer spot. She spoke with reporters during an event at Fort Rucker. The governor said an outpatient procedure she went and underwent at UAB Hospital in Birmingham was to place markers to guide radiation treatments. The governor and her doctor have said they expect a full recovery for the governor of Alabama, a septuagenarian governor who's had a rough start here in 2019 with some of the things that's gone on there, but she says that she is uh, feeling good and expects cancer to be over and done with. Well, as we wrap up our political report on y'all, I was surfing the good old YouTube the other day, and I found this report from The Economist on their YouTube channel called How Lynching Still Affects American Politics. And featured in this video that you can go find at The Economist YouTube channel is a professor from the business school at Clemson University, and it's Jacova Williams, and she's a, a PhD there at Clemson, and she appears in here. She's going to be the voice you hear early on, and I wanted to play you a little portion of that. It's a pretty well done documentary type presentation from the economist and again you can go to their youtube channel and get your full view of this thing but wanted to kind of let you hear about lynching how according to this it still affects american politics and you'd have to think it affects the south more than any portion of the country and here's a selection from the economist now many people know about the terror of lynchings but one of the reasons why blacks were lynched was to suppress the black vote which is still happening today I'm black, I'm from the South, and so this means a lot to me because my ancestors were lynched. My research examines the extent to which historical lynchings are correlated with voter registration rates of blacks today. And what I find is that blacks who currently reside in counties that were exposed to a higher number of lynchings are less likely to register to vote, and they are less likely to indicate that they voted in a recent election compared to their white counterparts. Voting is a social norm. Why are you voting? Because the people around you are voting. But what happens if their parents didn't vote, and their parents didn't vote, and their parents didn't vote? All of this is rooted in historical racial animus. What happens if you can walk outside and see a body hanging from a tree? I believe that empowering black people to vote is actually a way of saying that their ancestors died for a reason, so that we could have the right to vote. And we are actually voting today. 
from the Economist YouTube channel, How Lynching Still Affects American Politics. And the voice primarily you heard there was the voice of Jacoba Williams, Ph.D., a professor in the business school at Clemson University, weighing in on how lynching still affects American politics. And that will wrap up our first hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Stick around when we come back in the second hour. We've got Sports Land Yap, plus our Big 12 and Barbecue Barrister. Matt Hermans will be dropping in for a report that you do not want to miss all that ahead. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. The second hour of our Tuesday, y'all, is here, and I'm John, and it's so wonderful to have you back in the fold as we talk about the South here each and every Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. It's a mixture of all things Southern, and right now, during the middle of college football season, on Fridays, we morph the y'all show into the y'all kickoff show, a two-hour venture into all things Southern college football, and that includes General Gridiron as part of the mixture, a fun little show about the south well this is our time here on the y'all show before we bring on in the next segment our barrister of big 12 football and our barrister of barbecue matt hermans he's standing by he'll be on in just a second so if you have a question or comment for big 12 fans or barbecue fans out there 803-816-1170 is the way you can reach us here on the y'all show our email address y'all show at y'all.com and you can find us on the web at y'all.com facebook as well check out y'all.com and y'all magazine 
on Facebook. We start our sports lanyard, the Tuesday sports lanyard, looking at the NFL and the Carolina Panthers say that Cam Newton is going to be out again this week as the Panthers get ready to take on the Houston Texans and QB1 will be out with a foot injury again. In fact, this past weekend, the Panthers traveled all the way to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals and Cam didn't even make the trip from Charlotte with the team out to the desert. And now he'll be out in this game against the Texans on Sunday. He'll once again be replaced in the lineup by quarterback Kyle Allen. By the way, Kyle Allen, the former Texas A&M and Houston Cougars quarterback, did a great job and won his second game as a starter for the Panthers in the first here in 2019. And it was a big day as Carolina beat the Cardinals to pick up their first win of the season, 38-20, to and a great job. Allen, 19 of 26 passes for 261 yards in the victory, and he finished with a 144.4 passer rating. And a 23-year-old, I think, who's a native of Arizona going back to his home state, getting that big win. But Cam Newton is out this week. So Kyle Allen is in charge. And Will Greer, the Charlotte native who played collegiately at Florida State and West Virginia, is going to remain the backup to Kyle Allen for Panthers fans. Now to the Carolina Panthers fellow 1995 expansion team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've got some drama going on there. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey, who's requested a trade, he called the team on Monday to say he's sick and was unable to practice. And then this follows where last week he asked for a trade. Doug Marone said on Monday that he got the message that Ramsey was sick from the team's trainer. And Ramsey called the team on Sunday night to say he was going to be sick. <laughs> Uh, Ramsey, who thinks he has the flu, still wants to be traded and may not practice at all this week, according to reports. Not sure what's going on there with Jags cornerback Jalen Ramsey, but not exactly the kind of face you want to put out there for your representation there if you're trying to get on to another team calling in sick, especially if you may or may not have the flu. I'm not aware that Duval County has a flu outbreak right now, but hey. He could be sick. We wish him the best, whatever the case may be. Now to the Major League Baseball ranks and Ned Yost. Y'all might remember Ned Yost. He's the manager of the Kansas City Royals. And prior to being with the Royals, he was a manager for the Brewers for many years and also was a coach in the Braves organization during their great years of the 1990s. And he was a two-time world champion once with the Braves and then 2015 when he skippered the Royals to a Major League Baseball title, the World Series title. And he also, believe it or not, he was a taxidermist in Jackson, Mississippi between his playing days and coaching days. Now, Jackson, Mississippi, taxidermist, Ned Yost, who would have thought? But sure enough, this guy who was a California native has kind of done a little bit of everything. Well, Ned Yost announced on Monday that he's going to retire at the end of the season. He's 65 years old. He steps down as the winningest manager in Kansas City Royals franchise history with Right now, 744 wins. He also led that team to a World Series title back in 2015, KC's second World Series title. So great job there. Kansas City is now the third franchise in search of a manager as the Padres fired Andy Green over the weekend and San Francisco Giants manager Bruce Bochy is retiring at the end of the season as well. But a good guy and a beloved guy. Ned Yost is going to be walking away from his managerial role for the Kansas City Royals, and he just might be back in Jackson, Mississippi as a taxidermist before you know it. Hey, it's a good time to go to Jackson and any other part of the South right now. You know why? Because deer hunting season is about, is either going on or it's about to kick in, and he might could make more money uh, stuffing a deer than he can getting the Royals bats hot here in 
2019, which I don't think they were too high. They're going to be missing out on the postseason from what I think I remember. But good luck there, Coach Yost, or whatever they call it uh, in baseball. I don't, they don't call it. They, I, what do they call it? Uh, they just it's a manager is a title, but they don't. You don't really ever hear a uh, coach used in baseball. I don't think. Not that I know of. All right, let's go to the college ranks and an injury update to tell you about there for the LSU Tigers. As Terrace Marshall Jr. undergo, he underwent a foot surgery and is expected to be back soon. Marshall, who's tied for second in the nation with six receiving touchdown, is going to be out for the Bayou Bengals. Now, LSU kind of has a soft schedule for a little while, so I think he'll be okay. I think Tiger fans will be okay as LSU currently sits at number four in the polls, only behind Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson. But this is their top scoring wideout along the Bayou. And Marshall announced on his Twitter account Sunday that he underwent successful surgery for a reported foot fracture he sustained during LSU's crazy 66-38 win over Vanderbilt. Crazy because if you actually were there or you tuned in like I did, this thing went on forever. It was about a four-hour game. It was just scores and timeouts and all other kind of weirdness there on West End in Nashville. But in the end, he was able to walk out of there but with a little sprain he reportedly suffered a sprained ankle in the game but going to be out a little bit after he underwent this foot surgery we wish all the best to terrace marshall jr of ed orgeron's bayou Bengals. now in knoxville a misdemeanor domestic assault charge against tennessee vols cornerback bryce thompson has now been dropped after his girlfriend requested the dismissal he was arrested after an August 24th argument with this girlfriend at his dorm. The woman involved in the argument, who says she's been dating Thompson for four years, said at a hearing money that there was no point during the argument that I was scared or felt like I, he was going to hurt me. And University of Tennessee police had said witnesses indicated they heard Thompson threatening to slap a woman during this August 24th argument. One witness told police he heard Thompson yelling he would shoot up the school. He was suspended after his arrest, but returned to practice on September 11th and made his debut this past weekend in Tennessee's 34-3 loss to Florida. He is a sophomore from Irmo, South Carolina, started 10 games for UT in 2018, but now the assault charge dismissed for Vols corner, cornerback Bryce Thompson. We wish him all the best. And as we wrap up our collegiate headlines, let's go to the sport of college basketball, which is about to start practicing here in a couple of weeks. And the season will be here before you know it. A class of 2020 recruiting prospect out of Georgia, Walker Kessler, has committed to the North Carolina Tar Heels, a decision that came on the heels of an official visit to UNC. He's the number 15 overall prospect in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He committed to UNC over offers from Duke as well as Michigan and Auburn. And he's the considered the number three player at his position in the class of 2020. He's from Woodward Academy, Fairburn, Georgia. Walker Kessler, seven feet tall, seven feet, 245 pounds, a center at Woodward Academy, Fairburn, Georgia. And he looks like he's heading to Chapel Hill to strengthen the Tar Heels in the future. And according to his mother, she said that, Roy Williams apparently did not anticipate Kessler's commitment, but when he chose to commit during the visit, she said, Roy Williams screamed. Can you imagine the sound of Roy Williams screaming in excitement in this case? And right now, UNC has also another big commitment from Winterville, North Carolina's 
Dayron Sharp. He's a center as well, six foot ten, little a little guy, two inches shorter than Walker Kessler. But Tar Heel fans looking to strengthen their basketball fortune in the future, getting this big commitment out of the state of Georgia. And that is our sports land yap here on this Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed that. We've got more sports talk coming up after the break. Our Big Twelve barrister Matt Hermans is dropping by with a report. You don't want to miss out on the fun there. And also, we'll get him to talk a little food. It may not necessarily be barbecue and grilling this week, but it's something yummy and something celebratory. We'll get to that later this hour as the Y'all Show continues. Stay with us. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... (laughs) or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Oh, the eyes of the nation were upon Texas on Saturday night. And guess what? The horns came through 36-30 over Oklahoma State. Big win there for the Longhorn cattle. This is the Y'all Show, our Big 12 Spotlight. I'm John Rawl, now joined by the barrister of Big 12 football, Matt Hermans. We'll have him transition into the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue in the next segment. But while we have him, let's kind of walk through some of the Big 12 scores from Week 4 and what's coming up in Week 5, plus some other passages, sad passages to relate to you here on this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show. First up, hello, barrister. 
Hello, Mr. Rawl. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you. And last week we saw that Texas Longhorn Oklahoma State game. And this was a game where the Cowboys had won several in a row, especially in Austin over Texas. And it was a close game at the end. And Oklahoma State certainly could have maybe had a chance to win in the very last seconds. But the Texas offense able to get the first down and able to escape with a 36-30 win. Your thoughts on what happened at DKR on Saturday night? Yeah, my thoughts are pretty much uh, kind of what we discussed last week. I figured um, the game would be a close one. Uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma State certainly not intimidated by rolling into Austin. Uh, the freshman quarterback for Oklahoma State had a little bit of a rough start, uh, which is to be expected. I mean, he's a freshman, very talented guy, Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, but there's no real substitute for going in front of you know, 100,000 people for the first time, um, but acquitted himself pretty well uh, after the first quarter or so, played decently, uh, was flustered at times, but uh, did make some plays, a lot of plays with his legs, uh, pretty good athlete there at Oklahoma State. I think he's probably got a pretty good future, uh, but Texas just too much, um, you know, made plays when they needed to. Ellinger, uh, Sam Ellinger, the quarterback for Texas, had another Another uh, good uh, good day for them, and the defense showed up when it needed to. So I uh, figured it'd be a close game. I expected Texas to win. Uh, that's pretty much the way it went. Uh, again, I think we're, we are seeing, though, at least I'm seeing, uh, that the, the defense maybe for the Texas Longhorns but not quite as, as dominant as a lot of people expected it to be. Uh, I certainly expected it to be a little bit better at this point. Uh, certainly gave up points to Oklahoma State and have given up points to everybody so far. But uh, still looking pretty good and a good win there in Austin for, uh, for the Longhorns to break that streak. Yep. Well, it was a, a much important win for Texas, which was coming off that loss to LSU. And Tom Herman, I don't know if there was a relation between Coach Herman and Mr. Hermans or not. <laughs> no, no. we. Uh, I think our ancestors come from neighboring countries, but not the same one. Okay. I was wondering yeah. if he, he might owe you a little money because I think he's doing okay. <laughs> He's on, doing good. On that front. Hey, Texas uh-huh. was a good good job for the Longhorns in the past week, but there are a few other a few other Big 12 teams that got superlative marks and a couple that, well, are scratching their head here this week. Baylor got a win in Houston against Rice 21-13. One of the positives of the weekend, the West Virginia Mountaineers went into Lawrence and walked out with a 29-24 win. Iowa State easily over UL Monroe 72-20. to And now we come to the other game that is a real head-scratcher. TCU, for like the first time in seven years, they lose the iron skillet battle to their neighbor from Dallas as SMU walks out with a 41-38 victory. Mr. Barrister of Big 12 football, thoughts on any of this action from this past weekend? Uh, Yeah, so Iowa State uh, certainly took out some frustration against the uh, the Warhawks there from Monroe. They have... uh, uh, again, I think Iowa State's a pretty good football team. They struggled uh, losing some close ones. They lost on a kind of a weird uh, punt deal against their in-state rivals, Iowa, and I'm sure uh, that's not sitting well with the Cyclone. So, unfortunately, they uh, the Warhawks came in and took the brunt of that, but a good win for Iowa State. The other ones, of course, Kansas and West Virginia, we have said before, national championship preview of these two dominant programs. Obviously, <laughs> joking, but... Uh, Are you? Uh, 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the way Kansas went into Boston College, or uh, the way uh, the way the way West Virginia looked against Missouri first, and the way Kansas went into Boston College, I uh, was not sure what to think about either one of the teams. But anyway, it looks like they're both improving. Uh, pretty decent game there, actually, in Lawrence between two teams that I think are have improved since the first of the year. Um, maybe Kansas started off strong as well, but uh, the other one. Uh, would be uh, the surprise, I guess, is Baylor squeaking by over Rice. Twenty-one thirteen is not, you know, that's not a last-second miracle win, but certainly not a dominant dominant performance over the Rice Owls. Yeah, Baylor was two. shut out in the second half, and yeah. Rice was able to amass ten points and make that game a little close there for the Bears. But in the end, Baylor able to escape with the win, and and then you come yeah. to that battle there at yes. Amon Carter Stadium, and TCU loses to SMU. Yeah. TCU loses. They jump into the top 25 um, and then summarily immediately lose to SMU. The funny part about that game is uh, SMU pretty much controlled that thing from kick uh, to to uh, whistle there. I mean, it was they jumped out, uh, took the lead, didn't really give the lead up. Um, Shane Bouchelle, of course, the quarterback for the Southern Methodist Mustangs is a transfer from the University of Texas. He was uh, unseated by Sam Ellinger there at Texas, who's a pretty good player in his own right. But Shane Bouchelle can throw a little football and run around a little bit. I think uh, TCU saw that. He played really, uh, really well uh, for SMU. I think um, you know, that's a high-caliber recruit who, who looked the part against the TCU defense. I think everybody was surprised, anybody who, who was picking this game and somebody who thought about it like I had, surprised at how uh, how many points SMU put up against that TCU defense and had had Gary Patterson's squad looking just confused and flustered at times. And they weren't doing anything tricky or special, just running their offense and making plays down the field, wide receivers getting open. Um, a, a good overall win, not a fluke, a good SMU team and a – Pretty dominant performance, put up a lot of yards, and uh, you know, uh, a game that looked like SMU should have won from the beginning. Sadly, another Texas former Texas Longhorn quarterback in the news, Matt, as Jevin Snead was found dead over the weekend in Austin. He was a guy who played as a freshman for the Longhorns and then transferred to the University of Mississippi, and he's dead at the age of 32. A sad story and a developing story coming out of Austin. Your thoughts on this passage and his role there for Texas during that one season? Yeah, really um, horrible. And shocking story. Uh, I do remember Jevin uh, pretty well. I remember him coming out of high school as a as a highly regarded uh, recruit out of Stephenville, out of a, Texas. Chad out of Stephenville. Chad Morris was his high school coach. He's that, now the Arkansas that's, coach. That's right. That's right. Uh, Stephenville, a, a high, high profile program for many years in the state of Texas. But uh, I remember Jevin. I remember him starting it. Texas transferring to Ole Miss and playing pretty well for the Rebels. Um, you know, kind of run for his life a lot of time, but pretty good athlete, good arm. I think he made a little, uh, made a shot at the NFL, but uh, seemed like a good guy um, and just a horrible story. Um, yeah, hearts go out to everybody, all the family members and everybody connected to Jevin. Of course, during his year in Austin, he was in a quarterback battle with Colt McCoy. And I know there was, I think, one game that Jevin was the hero. Was it a game against Colorado? Does that sound right? Yeah, he. Yeah, there was a brief period of time. It was against Colorado where um, there was a question. You know, hey, maybe Jevin Snead's going to be the guy. Now we're looking back, and 
you know, Colt McCoy, heck of a quarterback, Texas legend, and has had a long NFL career as well. But, uh, yeah, there was a period of time where there were a lot of people who thought Jevin Sneed was going to be the, the long-term starter for the Longhorns as opposed to Colts, and then he did have a heck of a game. So, um, yeah, uh, really cut short. Uh, cut short way too early. Uh, but, uh, yeah, former Longhorn, former Ole Miss Rebel. Yep, unfortunate death there at 32 years old and more to come on that sad developing story out of the state capital of Texas. Well, the first college football Hall of Famer from Texas Tech has died at the age of 81, E.J. Holub, who some say was a cowboy that just happened to play football. Matt Hermans, <laughs> this is a guy who kind of helped build the Texas Tech Red Raider legend in college football. Your thoughts on this passing of an All-American in 1960 who went on to be, again, a great professional football player yeah yeah a real a real legend um i would call him a west texas legend because uh, he is he's actually from schulenberg originally which is sort of between houston and austin if you want to put it that way but uh, ended up making his way to lubbock and uh played both ways um not only in college but in the nfl which was pretty even at that point in time he was 81 when he passed uh, but even back in his playing days, uh, EJ played both ways as a pro player as well as in college. They, his nickname was the Beast at uh, at Texas Tech. Uh, played center, played uh, defensive line, all over the place. Uh, the, the the crazy thing when you think about a guy like EJ Hollip, um, he had eleven knee surgeries throughout his his time from from Texas Tech and throughout his NFL career. He had eleven knee surgeries. Uh, never stopped playing. They could hardly get the guy off the field. Um, you know, retired basically because his body wouldn't let him play anymore. That's that's how tough of a guy this uh, he was. But you think about the amount of money that these guys made back when he played and think about going through 11 knee surgeries and 11 uh, rehabs just to get back on the field and make uh, not a whole heck of a lot of money. I mean, what, you talk, I mean, it's a tough guy. This is one of these guys who loves to play football and uh, a real legend, really good guy, too. And I think he was also the first Red Raider to make it into the Southwest Conference all conference team because you got to remember back in the 1950s and prior to that, the Red Raiders were not a member of the Southwest Conference. Well, what's no. kind of the backstory there? Were they a Division II team or something like no. that? No, they, they were uh, Texas Tech was a first of all the, the interesting thing. Tech's not that old of a school. The the first uh, graduating class is 1923, so so it's not a not a not a school that dates back to the 1800s by any means. Uh, so, but they were in the border conference with Arizona and Arizona State oh, and okay. uh, uh, West. Uh, what was it called? Texas Western, I guess, back in the in those days and. Had some pretty good success in the Border Conference, and some of those teams went to the Southwest Conference, and some of them went to the Pac-12, and some of them uh, went elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, Border Conference and then Southwest Conference. Okay, and now in the Big 12 Conference. But, again, Red Raider fans of yesteryear, certainly very familiar with the name E.J. Holub, and he's passed away at the age of 81, ended up being drafted by the Dallas Texans there in the early 60s before they became the Kansas City Chiefs. He actually started in Super Bowl One as a linebacker and in Super Bowl Four at center, which in that game the Chiefs defeated the Minnesota Vikings 23-7, to a Super Bowl winner, E.J. Holub, right. and a Red Raider. Well, Matt, here we now get to week five of the college football season. And I won't say this is going to be the most thrilling weekend across the college football landscape. Not necessarily the biggest one out there in the Big 12 either. 
So let's walk through the lineup, and then we'll kind of nitpick a little bit on these matchups. The first game on this football Saturday, the Texas Tech Red Raiders will be heading to Norman as they've got the Oklahoma Sooners ranked number six awaiting. This is a battle again between the Raiders, who have, I think, enjoyed a week off last week in preparation for this game. I think Oklahoma also was off last week, too. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So, uh, uh, Oklahoma will certainly be nice and rested. Texas Tech actually suffering a an injury quarterback to Alan Bowman, the starter last year who uh, didn't finish the season due to a collapsed lung. He's already already hurt uh, for a large portion of the season uh, season this year as well. So uh, Texas Tech will be uh, coming off a bad loss at Arizona to Kevin Sumlin's Wildcats, and they will be going into a very strong. Uh, they're going into Norman to play a really strong Oklahoma team, a very healthy Oklahoma team without their starting quarterback. Uh, this is a, a 26 point spread already for Oklahoma, <laughs> and I think uh, I think uh, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, Texas Tech, I'm unable to muster a whole lot of offense against a very uh, subpar defense in Arizona, even with the starting quarterback. Uh, now they'll have uh, a quarterback that's a transfer from Rice, uh, Jackson Tyner, going to be starting in place of Alan Bowman. Uh, don't look for a whole lot of offense or defense. Uh, so uh, may not be the may not be the prettiest game. If you if you like the colors red and black, you may want to uh, want to kind of cover your eyes there in Norman. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma's rolling. They look like a a bowling ball with a bunch of knives sticking out of it, as people have said in the past. So. Uh, but that'll be a conference matchup for sure. The first one uh, for uh, for Oklahoma within the the old South, the old uh, Big Twelve South, I guess. Yep. Well, it was a game played two weeks ago, and it was late there in the desert. But Double T almost won that game. Do you think they would have prevailed if not for the injury to the QB? Um, I mean, sure. I I think so. I I, I mean, that is uh. That is certainly uh, certainly not outside the realm of possibility. There is a big put it this way. There's a big drop off between um, starter and backup at, at the quarterback position. I think we'll see that this weekend. So, um, you know, the, the the cupboard is a little bit bare behind Alan Bowman, but uh, like I said, Jackson Tyner, the transfer, is going to get his chance, and uh, we will all see what he's able to do. But I, I don't anticipate a whole heck of a lot of offense or and this is the early game this is a high noon eastern 11 central from memorial stadium in norman well the tcu horn frogs look to get back on the right side of the ledger as the jayhawks and les miles roll into fort worth for a battle also at high noon eastern 11 central this game televised on fox sports one and your thoughts on this one can the jayhawks come into fort worth and shock the christians just like the mustangs did last week <laughs> shock the christians i like that um well you know i would have said there's no way uh a, a week ago i would have said absolutely not the two horn, horn frogs are looking strong max duggan the freshman quarterback there in fort worth looking like a heck of a player i still think he he does look pretty good but uh you know the Jayhawks. Uh, the Jayhawks have have been a little bit better than I think expected, and I know uh, they don't have a winning record. Uh, but uh, Les Miles, it looks to me that he's putting together at least a competitive program there in Lawrence. I don't expect them to make a bowl. I don't expect them to win a lot of games, but uh, 
you know, I think they've played above certainly going on the road and getting a good win early in the season for Kansas is something that nobody expected. I certainly didn't. So, um, I mean, I'm a smart, I think the smart pick would be TCU to bounce back from the SMU loss. That is a rivalry game between Fort Worth and Dallas. So crazy things happen there. Um, but, uh, you know, Kansas, I think will will fight. I think they will they will uh, they will not be embarrassed. I think Les Miles is uh, he's got a little something, uh, a little magic maybe left in him, uh, even with a, a really uh, less than less than desirably talented uh, Kansas Jayhawks team. So, I think four. I think uh, TCU will bounce back, but I don't think Kansas is getting blown out or or, uh, or embarrassed. Absolutely not. Are you telling me you think the Jayhawks have miles to go? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think they have miles to go, but I think they are less terrible than I thought they would be. <laughs> well, I only use my pun because that's the name of the new documentary series on ESPN Plus, Miles to Go, which chronicles Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. And I had a chance to tune in the other day and see the win at Boston College, which right now is a big win for yep. the Jayhawks and I don't know if you saw that but it was pretty funny and one thing that Les Miles is doing in Lawrence is he's bringing a lot of fun into the program and when they beat Boston College they thumped them pretty good by the way and oh yeah by the way BC rebounded and went in to Rutgers and won this past weekend not that that's yep. a huge win but it was a road win for BC and on the documentary with Les Miles after they beat BC and they were in the locker room celebrating he he told his players they were going to park the plane in Boston and go out on the town <laughs> and celebrate, which I don't think you can do. I think you have to file a route plan with the FAA, but that, that's what he, he was telling him. And then he, I saw him go to the athletic director and tell him in his ear that that's what he had said. It, yeah, it was yeah. really funny. I think uh, that was pretty funny. He was saying that. He was telling the, the reporter there at the end of that game. I think maybe – I think maybe less uh, – I don't want to say he – I don't want to say he didn't go into that game thinking he would win, but I think he might have made that promise before the game. And then, uh, you know, once his Jayhawks thumped the uh, the Eagles there in Boston College, he was kind of thinking he made a promise a little bit more than he could have delivered. But that was pretty funny, pretty uh, pretty classic Les Miles. Um, you know, you hear Les talk and you, you wonder what the heck he's talking about. Then you kind of laugh afterwards, which uh, – He's an entertaining guy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. Well, if that would have materialized, that would have been the most exciting night in Boston since the Tea Party. <laughs> I think Lawrence, Kansas, though, might be just as fun as Boston these days, especially with a team that's sitting at 2-2 two and two in the Rock Chalk that's right. Jayhawks. All right, a Big 12 battle taking place in Waco at McLean Stadium. Will the Baylor line hold as Iowa State twists its way into Waco? This is a game set for ESPN, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. And what do you think about that barrister of Big 12 football? Well, you got you got one team. Uh, you got Iowa State, the Cyclones, that just, um, you know, opened up a can of you-know-what uh, this last week, finally found their groove, the offense kind of clicking on all cylinders. I'm thinking of any other uh, little cliches I could throw out there, but I'm running out, um, versus a Baylor team who, you know, you think – Baylor, and you think offense, you think of really good offense, particularly when you think of the Art Riles Baylor. You mean really, uh, rule, rule, really good? Yeah, you really good. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess we're going with that. Yeah, really good offense, uh, but not so much against Rice. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't know exactly what to think about Baylor before this season. Of course, 
Uh, and I still, I still don't. I think, I think the Iowa State game is going to tell us uh, quite a bit about the Baylor Bears. I think, I think Iowa State is going to be a handful. I still think that's a good football team. I still like Brock Purdy at quarterback. I like some of the weapons they have, and I like the way they clicked against Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Louisiana Monroe also not a team that they 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 can put a scare into a Power Five school before, and they've beaten some, and they've scared the heck out of a lot of them. So this is not somebody. <laughs> Uh, you just roll in and put 72 on on a regular basis. Uh, so I like the Cyclones. I like the Cyclones in a tough game, in a, in a hard-fought game. But I just think Matt Campbell's going to get that Iowa State team uh, in stride here after some early season close struggles. Um, I'm still not sure what the Baylor offense is going to look like, uh, but uh, I think we'll learn a lot between this game. But I'll take the Cyclones and okay. a close one. Well, I told everybody heading into this football weekend, this is not going to be the most sexy weekend in the college football season. And this pairing here of Iowa State and Baylor, it features teams that are a combined five and one. So both have winning records. Baylor still hasn't had a loss on the season. And Matt, when you have this kind of lineup of games, hey, guess what? This is why this game between the Cyclones and the Bears is going to be on ESPN. It's the ESPN <laughs> mid-afternoon game here on yeah. this football Saturday. That's uh, I, I am not uh, not doing anything to to deflate the ego of the Baylor Bears or the Iowa State Cyclones, but that's uh, what you call slim pickings. <laughs> uh, well, here's a better game that you'll have to go search for. It's going to be only on digital, I think, on ESPN Plus. Kansas State, ranked number 24 in the country, they are three and zero with their new coach, and they're going to be riding into Stillwater for a game against Oklahoma State, which battled hard against Texas but came back to Stillwater with the L. And this is a game between a three and zero Kansas State Wildcat team and a three and one OSU Pokes team. Your thoughts yeah. on this evening game there? Boone Pickens. Yeah, that's my favorite Big Twelve game of the uh, of the uh, weekend. Actually, you got uh, Oklahoma State, who I still think is a pretty good football program, uh, coming off a hard fought game against the Texas Longhorns in Austin. Of course, a uh, really good offense, really good young quarterback. Uh, you know, I would say passing his first test there in Austin um, as a as a very productive uh, productive game against the Longhorns defense. And then you got Kansas State who's got, uh, I think, what you would probably call a signature win so far, going to Starkville and putting it on a, a solid or at least uh, a seemingly solid Mississippi State team, putting a lot of points on that Mississippi State defense as well on the road. So, um, you know, I we've talked a little bit of before about, um, you know, Bill Snyder kind of uh, if, he's, if he's relaxing and enjoying his uh, – his lazy boy that uh, you know sometimes he's starting to he has started to get up maybe kind of consider coming back well he needs to stay comfortable and i think he will stay nice and comfortable at his house because kansas state is looking looking good they're putting points up like i haven't seen kansas state put points up in a while they're looking hard nose on defense and uh you know kind of a dark horse maybe in the big 12 uh so far a uh, pretty good looking kansas state squad plays plays hard no penalties really uh, should be a nice, clean game. I, I like this one a lot. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be hard fought. This is just something that's going to come down to the, uh, the last few minutes of the game, in my opinion. Well, there you have it. The Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans, giving us the breakdown of this 
fifth weekend of college football. Well, we're not done with the barrister. We know he's busy watching tons of football these days. And, hey, we love to hear him talk about grilling and getting the grill ready to make barbecue and things like that. But what if he wants to take a weekend off? What if he wants to take it easy like the Eagles? Well, there is a Southern fixture that's celebrating its 50th birthday right now. And when we come back, I'm going to ask the barrister what he thinks of this and what their barbecue type selections are if he would consider them worthy of when taking a week off it's a pretty good option all that coming up as we wrap up our y'all with our barbecue barrister Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we're just catching a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sippin' on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like It's the Y'all Show, wrapping up a Tuesday edition. I'm John Rawl. I got our friend Matt Hearman's on, the Big 12 barrister, the barbecue barrister. And Matt, I know you love your college football, and it entails a lot of work getting the grill ready, especially if your team has a road game. You might have to travel a couple of hours that you weren't planning on, and 
let's say you you have to travel to a road game or you just want to kind of take it easy one weekend you know don't want to pull that grill out this is your off weekend from a grilling standpoint well at y'all.com if you log on right now clark shelton has penned an article a southern standard cracker barrel celebrates 50 years and of course if you travel the highways and byways of the south you're going to see a cracker barrel at some point and i want to get your thoughts on cracker barrel and specifically their their kind of grilling options i know you don't see a smoker i don't think in the back of most cracker barrels but i think it's a pretty good option personally but i got to get the barrister's take yeah you know i have um i have good memories of of going to cracker barrel as a a young kid Uh, we used to have a we used to be one of our go-to after church uh, spots i think probably I'm not the only one that's probably uh, had Cracker Barrel at some point in their life. Which, which by the way, going to Cracker Barrel after church is not exactly the best time to go. You're going to be out there on a rocking chair for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I remember lots of weights. But the good thing about Cracker Barrel as a kid, uh, the weight's not that bad. You can go cruise around that little country store in there and uh, get you some candy that'll spoil your your lunch, obviously. uh, Just what your parents wanted to spend more money on things like that. Exactly. Uh, but there's all kinds of stuff to look at in there and mess around with. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, your, your table's ready. And, uh, so I always remember, I have good memories about Cracker Barrel as a youngster. And I still, you know, I'm one of these guys who likes to, um, to go, to go local. I've said that before, but if I'm in a place, uh, that I'm unfamiliar with and, uh, you know, I'm looking for something that I'm familiar with, Cracker Barrel is a pretty comfy option. And I'm, with the place yeah and uh you know i the the funny thing you mentioned grill this is going to seem weird because uh, i am a you know i'm a pork centric barbecue crazy man we, we talk about this all the time but i like their grilled they have a grilled chicken that they put on salad uh and that they they serve by itself that has good marinade and it's got grill marks on it i think they must have a real grill back there to crack a barrel uh-huh. i've never looked at but i'm a big fan of their grilled chicken that's really weird because i'm not a Really, not a chicken guy. I'm not a bird. I'm not a bird guy. But uh, <laughs> I've always been a fan of their their uh, their grilled chicken there. That uh, and of course I like the rolls. I like the cornbread. I mean, this is. I don't even need to bring this up. I don't think you go to Cracker Barrel. That's uh, you know you're going to have good rolls. You can have cornbread and things like that. But uh, I do like their chicken. You know, it's grilled. It counts as something, right? Well, they got something called the Country Boy Breakfast that is a good option also there. And one time oh, yeah. one time you were on here with me, and we started talking about country ham. And yeah. I was trying to think of a place that would have good country ham. Cracker and, Barrel. And Cracker Barrel mm-hmm. was where I ended up going. And yeah. I spent a lot of money on country ham and loved every penny of it. Yeah, yeah. that's That is, that is an excellent... Uh, I had forgotten about that. I, I've I've eaten that breakfast before at Cracker Barrel, and I, I like it. And they're, you're right, their country ham is kind of the way I was describing it, kind of flat and sort of crispy in parts. And yeah, it's a- I, I know you're going to think this is blasphemy, but one of my favorite selections when I went in there for years was the barbecue, and it had like a pickle in it. And it was something I would always get when I'd go there. Well, they took it off the menu. As far as I know, it's not available <laughs> right now. And you're probably like, good, because there's no way that was good homemade barbecue. But I liked it. Well, hey, I, I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't like, John. I'm just here to tell you that if there's no smoker back there, then I wouldn't probably wouldn't call it barbecue. But 
to each their own and i love cracker barrel and i will just say if they pulled it you know maybe there's a reason but i'm sorry for your taste buds missing that barbecue well i i am i'm feeling a little rejected when it comes to the barbecue <laughs> aspect of cracker barrel but as they turn 50 this lebanon tennessee based company which started there but was inspired by casey jones and the old country store in jackson tennessee just off of interstate 40 mm. that was the inspiration for cracker barrel i've got to tell them man they get a big old thumbs up i don't know if you and your family have, have gone into a cracker barrel in the last couple of months but they have something called sunday Homestyle chicken and it is delish and matt they don't really? hold back. They do not hold back. When you go there, it's enough chicken for at least two people with your one order. And it's big breast of chicken, and it's delicious. So oh, I, wow. I know we prefer people cook their own food, but if you want to kind of take it easy and maybe go to a road game and you're trying to mix in some good cooking on the way and you can't find a good local place, well, Cracker Barrel, with their 50th anniversary, deserves a little stop by every now and then. I agree. That that sounds. Is it a, is it like a rotisserie, like a roasted chicken? Uh, let me, let me tell you the description from Cracker All right, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. It starts at eleven a.m. So don't go in there at six in the morning thinking you're going to get the Sunday <laughs> homestyle chicken. Okay, Sunday homestyle chicken available every day. You can get two boneless chicken breasts hand dipped in Cracker Barrel special buttermilk, oh, yeah. buttermilk batter. Don't miss out on that. Breaded okay. and deep fried to a perfectly crispy golden brown in our kitchen. It's served with your choice of two country sides and buttermilk biscuits or corn muffins. The Sunday homestyle chicken at Cracker Barrel. And it looks Oof. yummy, and I think I'm heading there as soon as we hang up. That sounds delicious. You know what they call that in my neck of the woods? They call that chicken fried chicken. <laughs> just doesn't make doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it means uh, a chicken breast only uh, fried as with as you would fried chicken sounds awesome sounds like i would hit there uh, i would hit cracker bell right now if i could well i don't think the colonel has to worry i don't think cracker bear is going to put kfc or even popeyes out of business with their chicken <laughs> but it's a great option and unlike those other fellows you get all these really good fixings to go along with the meal and oh those delicious cornbread muffins and, and yes. the biscuits oh. too that you can Man. fill up on that as well cracker barrel happy birthday go to y'all.com and read the article from clark about Cracker Barrel selling their celebrating their 50th anniversary a great great feat for this Tennessee based company and that will wrap up our barrister of bodacious barbecue talk although we didn't talk a lot of barbecue we talked about a lot of good food that's okay right I love food and I love Cracker Barrel and I love fried chicken so I mean I'm happy how about that 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 sounds good and, and you know one thing you and I really haven't spent a lot of time on is homemade fried chicken so oh, can, can you do the research and perhaps that's a good story for us to oh, talk yeah. about at some point because i, I think that's you've done that I, I think that's a great story yes i yes i have <laughs> and, uh, of course you have <laughs> because i've tried and it was a utter failure so i oh, well, I, I need to hear what the barrister has to say okay well i can't claim same level of expertise but i can claim to try hard and man fried chicken out of my mouth is, is getting no it ain't now. fried chicken it's chicken fried chicken come on get the yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's true that's true that's right all right matt hermans thank you sir we'll talk to you next week all right can't wait all right well that is all for y'all today we'll be right back here with country music talk and all that's going on in the acc on our wednesday edition thank you for listening to the show that's all about the south now off the crack barrel
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.